Welcome to the Legacy Blueprint Podcast, where you can create a better life and create a legacy for yourself and your family. I appreciate you guys being on today. We have a super, super interview today. Today's interviewee, Zach Booth. He's coming from Driving for Dollars Mastery, dfdmastery.com. Zach's gonna share all kinds of cool stuff, including his story, where he came from, making cheese, washing windows, to becoming a real estate mogul, millionaire, and a productive, powerful coach in the real estate game today. So without further ado, grab your notepad, your pen, and let's get ready to rock with Zach Booth. So Zach, welcome to the show, man. Zach or Zachary? Let me make, let me make Zach, sure. Zach's fine. Yeah, right. Zach's fine. Cool. Wanted to make sure. But uh, Zach, welcome to the show, brother. Listen, I think the, the audience is going to get so much out of this episode just because, you know, we got a lot of real estate followers, a lot of real estate investors, some wannabes, some, some action takers, right? People that are, you know, keyed into the real estate uh, investing industry, single family, fix and flip, rehab, buy and hold. You have been focused on a key piece of marketing, which I don't think a lot of people do enough of, which I think is cool. And, and I'd love to hear more about that. And then I know you got some cool stuff going on in the background too. You got a, you got a thing coming up in January, which I want to deep dive on. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, kind of maybe how you got to this point. Yeah. So um, I've kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit for a while. So I was raised to, um, I was raised to work. You know, my dad didn't put up with any crap and, uh, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money either. And so we had a lawn mowing business as a family that my dad would do. He had a corporate job. Um, but then in the evenings, my older two brothers and I would mow lawns. And so I worked for very wealthy people mowing lawns as a kid. I started at 11 and, um, you know, I, I worked in that business till I was 15 in the summers and I was mowing, you know, hundreds of lawns a week with my family um, and, uh, which is great, you know, so grateful for that, you know, learning how to work a huge blessing. One of the best blessings that my father gave me it was the work ethic and uh, nothing but love and respect for him because of that. And, um, 15, I started kind of venturing out and getting my own jobs of, you know, not, not, I didn't want to mow lawns anymore. Um, and so I took up a job framing houses and doing finished carpentry at 15 and uh, that was a cool experience. And then I made cheese and um, I worked for a taxidermist at night. And then I worked in a wood mill and I had all these different jobs, but, and I worked in Nova Scotia, Canada when I was 17 and I was done. I was like, I was like, all right, I've had my experience working for other people. This sucks. You know, like I, I work harder and all my bosses, I'm going to do this myself. So I started a window cleaning business when I was 17, got my first employee bought my truck cash for all the hard work I had done and, and went to work. And uh, from the outside looking in, you know, 10 years later, I was extremely successful. You know, I had three trucks, 13 employees. Um, I had a YouTube channel. I ended up on the history channel because of washing windows. Like I worked my, my work, my butt off, but that was the outside looking in, right? I was barely making enough to feed my family. The day my son was born, the most special day of my life. I couldn't help but focus on how am I going to pay these bills? It wasn't, hey, this is the most wonderful thing. I can't wait to be a dad, like, you know, and dream about the future with my son. It was, how do I feed him? You know, how do I pay these bills? And it was really overwhelming. My body was falling apart. I still got issues with my right shoulder. Um, nobody aspired to be a window cleaner, had crazy turnover. Uh, it was just a struggle. It really was. And I, I, I wanted to get into real estate and I had dabbled. I had listened to podcasts 
doing a lot of brainless work, you know, washing windows. And so I was listening to podcasts like this and I wanted to get into real estate. And so I had bought a duplex back in about 2012 and it was awesome. I was living in half and renting the other and it was paying my mortgage and then some just renting the half. And so I was like, wow, this is way easier money than washing windows. It's like, <laughs> I didn't do more of this, but then I kept hitting all these roadblocks, right? Like I couldn't get more debt. My debt to income wasn't good enough because I was doing write-offs for taxes, right? And then, um, you know, my credit score was great because I was responsible, but, you know, I didn't have 25% down for my next rental, so it's like, okay, well, I could move into the next rental and keep doing that, but I have a son and my wife's pregnant. And so it's like, my wife wanted to murder me since we were still in the duplex, you know? So it's like, I, I, I was like, how, how in the heck do I get into this world of real estate? I don't come from money. I don't have money. I have a work ethic, sure. But like, I was so frustrated and struggling. And so I paid $10,000 for a coach to teach me about how to get into real estate, you know, with no money down. And he taught a lot about subject to and creative stuff and, and it was all good. Learned a lot, you know, and in the end, I'm grateful I spent the money, but I never got a lead. I never did a deal. Sure. You know, and when you're a window washer, most of that money went on a credit card. It was very painful. Yeah. It's very painful to spend that kind of money and not get money back. Yeah. I gave up for a few years and uh, kind of had this bad taste in my mouth. And it's like, no one would ever sell their house at a discount. Like this is all BS, you know, became a skeptic which I'm, I feel, feel bad about because I lost out on a lot of years. And, uh, and then what happened, I was still listening to podcasts and, and that kind of stuff. And I had read a book about building, um, it was called uh, The Power of Self-Discipline, No Excuses by Brian Tracy. And it talks about setting goals. And I wanted to pick up two more rentals. I had no freaking clue. I didn't have the down payment money. I had no idea. But he said, you set two goals and he gives a bunch of ways that a bunch of things that you can do to accomplish goals that you don't even think are possible. And one of the things he said to do was tell everyone about your goal because you never know who can help you accomplish it. Such good stuff. So cool. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all these things bless my life so much. I'm so grateful for intelligent, wise people that share that kind of information because it changed my life. You know, it, so what happened is I was, I was washing windows for this very wealthy gentleman, found out he was a real estate developer. And I told him, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I talked to him for like an hour about his life and how he had accomplished what he had. And, and, and then I said, well, I would love to pick up two rentals this year. It's a big goal of mine. And it was September and I still didn't have down payment money. <laughs> Um, and I, was, I, had, I had no idea how I was going to do it. And he's, oh, that's convenient. I've got two rentals that I don't want to deal with. They haven't, I haven't collected payments in four months because a property manager bailed on me. I've gotten all these postcards from all these investors, but I don't even know if they're legit. I'd rather sell the house to you. And I was like, oh, okay, great. How much? And he's like half a million dollars, which was at a discount, right? They're one acre horse properties, beautiful properties built in the 80s. And it's like, it was a really good price. They're worth, you know, 320, 330 each. And I'm like, okay, well, great. Um, he's like, okay, so can you get the loan? I was like, ah, no, not definitely not for half a million. And um, he's like, okay, well, I'll be the bank. Uh, how much can you put down? I was like, uh, 2,000 bucks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a, just a fraction of what I should have put down. Sure. And, um, and he's like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, holy crap, like this is happening. And then he went and got a piece of white paper out and started writing out our agreement to the terms for our real estate contract. And I was like, whoa, whoa, don't we have to get an attorney? And I'm like trying to talk this dude out of, of selling these properties to me, you know, because of fear kicked in. Yeah. 
And um, anyways, we ended up doing the deal right there. We signed the contracts, took it to the title company. He had gone on vacation to Mexico. He's like, you got a couple weeks. He's like, I'll be back in two weeks. We'll take care of it when I get home. I was like, cool. He's like, send to the title company, get everything done. He like coached me how to do the real estate deal, right? <laughs> and, um, and then I ended up cleaning out the, you know, I closed on them, cleaned out the uh, properties, got the tenants out. And, um, and then I ended up putting tenants in there with an option to buy because then I have money to fix them up and they had deferred maintenance. And so I had heard somewhere you do option to buy. And anyways, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just trying my best. And they ended up both cashing me out a year and a half later. I made over $100,000 profit on those two properties. I got to pause you right there, right? Because you just, you just gave so much to, 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 to our listeners. And I want to unpack it for a second because I think that Sometimes when we get to a place where we, we've, we've achieved a little bit, we start to, you know, maybe um, jump past what it took to get there and the struggles, right? Because yeah. you know as well as I do, like we're both hardworking, work ethic kind of guys. Like I, I grew up in a construction site. Mm. I, I didn't make cheese. There's a few things I didn't do. But, um, <laughs> but you know, like I think the struggle is so, is so real for a lot of folks and they feel like it'll never go away. But like, like the kind of like message of the week that we've been talking about is that life happens for you and not to you. Like yeah. all these struggles and adversities and challenges, like you got a duplex, you didn't know what to do with it. Then all of a sudden you realized it was a good investment property. You ran into this guy, he sold you a crate, basically walked you through. Um, but the reality of it is that happens from massive forward progress and taking action. Like you wouldn't have been in those conversations if you aren't pushing forward towards your goals, right or wrong? A hundred percent. If I wouldn't have paid the 10 grand, I wouldn't have been struggling. I wouldn't have been listening to books. I wouldn't have had a goal in my head. Like a hundred percent. Like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't as beautiful as I would have liked it. The path wasn't as paved as I would have liked it, but is it ever? It never is. Absolutely. That's the best yeah. part, right? And I think we look back and we reflect on it and we're like, man, those were like the glory days None of us want to relive that shit, but we think about how cool it was when we were going through it because it was learning. It was, it was dodging. It was figuring it out. It was, it was on the fly. And, you know, again, you were making things happen good or bad, right? Sometimes yeah. we make mistakes. And, you know, I did, I did an interview last night with a bunch of little um, like 10 to 13 year old kids in a karate studio. And the, and the one of them says to me, do you ever have any regrets? And I was like, wow, you know, thinking back on that. When I was in my young twenties, man, I always like, I, I tried to, I tried to live a life where I didn't have regrets. Now I look back and I'm like, there's no such thing as really regrets, right? They're all stepping stones, all these challenges, all these things that we did right or wrong brought us to this point. Right. Yeah. And so now you're at this place at, that you bought this property and, and the seller helped you convince you to finance it. Right. And, and kind of be the bank through the whole thing. Yeah. And then resold it and you made a hundred grand. Yeah. Well, well, the, 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 the cool thing is it gave me confidence. It gave me mm -hmm. belief in myself. Cause remember I was like, Hey, I was a skeptic. Yeah. Like that experience is like, Holy shit. People trade convenience for price all the time. Like the dude liked me. He yeah. was way more intelligent than me, way more money than me. Like he was doing multi-million dollar developments. I was a chump in the world of real estate and I still am compared to that guy. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And so like that, like made me go, aha, it gave me that belief. Like Tony Robbins said, it put me on this cycle of success because then I had full confidence, full belief in, in the process and I went 100% in. So what happened was I started going to RIA meetings, right? Um, right after that, I was like, okay, this stuff's real. I started really diving into podcasts again. Like I need to figure out how to find more of these people. You know, I need more motivated sellers. And so I went to a RIA meeting in December. Actually, it was the very first, first week of January. Um, heard about this coaching program, dumped 10 grand into a coaching program. And 
most of it on a credit card because those deals didn't cash out for a year and a half, but I knew how much equity I had. And at that point I had the tenants with the option to buy. I was like, wow, this is legit. I'm cash flowing. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on, on a larger scale. Like I don't like window washing. I don't want to be here. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not satisfied. It's not going the way I want. I had a partner. We had completely different visions of the company and I wanted, I wanted to do real estate. So I paid $10,000 for that coach, signed up in, um, in the first part of February. It took me a few weeks to decide, you know, um, but I, I buttoned down like this is my mentor and he's still my mentor to this day. I still pay him a lot of money to actually coach me one-on-one at this point, but he coaches me on a larger scale sure. of the direction and vision and purpose of, of where I'm going, my net worth, all those things. But anyways, um, I, I pay this gentleman and then March 2nd, my birthday, 2017, I sit down with my business partner and I said, hey, I quit. I'm done washing windows. If there's profits, pay me. I would love it if you'd cash me out, but I'm done. And he's like, you're crazy. You've tried this before, you know, like you're not going to be able to feed your family, which I had a couple months and I wouldn't have been feeding my family. Literally, sure. I would have been defaulting on my mortgage. It was, it was not good. Um, you went all in. Right? I went that's, all in. I burned you know, the boats. I think that's the big, because you used the word fear a few times so far. And, and, I, and I want the listeners at least to recognize that we all stay in that. We, you know, we always have that sometimes that fear state, right? Like, and, and it depends on where you're going, the next glass ceiling you're going through. But there's always that little bit of uncomfortable. There's always a little bit of trepidation or fear or, the, you know, the unknown. But that's part of being an entrepreneur, right? Is crashing through that. So, so I'm sorry. You don't, you don't grow without discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. You can't build biceps without making those babies burn, you know? And, and I mean, I don't have big biceps. I don't even know what I'm talking <laughs> about there. Right. But, but, but seriously, like if we want to grow and get to the next level, we have to do things we've never done and new things are uncomfortable. They're scary. Learning is very painful because it's uncomfortable. Right. So, so yes, there was a lot of discomfort and there was a lot of feelings of inadequacy, but the big thing was I had a mentor that I believed in. I had a mentor that I trusted that said, no, these are the steps. Don't overthink it. Just follow my steps. I did. I went all in February, April, uh, around April. I can't remember the exact day. It was like mid-April 2017. I did my first traditional wholesale deal where I found a motivated seller, signed the purchase contract, sent it to my cash buyers, and someone paid me $10,000 for the contract. Nice. And I was like, holy shit, it's real. <laughs> I am going to do this. So from there, it was a lot of hard work and I was doing generic marketing. You know, I hadn't gotten into driving for dollars yet, um, but I was doing like uh, code violations and probate and um, evictions, those kinds of lists that I was pulling from county courthouses or city, city office buildings, wherever I could get these motivated seller lists and marketing to them with postcards. And at the end of that year, I had done about $115,000 or $115, in income from April till the end of the year. And Better or worse I, than washing windows? Um, Profit-wise, profit wise, I was about the same All right. that I had done, right? But I was having a hell of a lot more fun. Just going to say, you're doing what you love now, right? Yeah. And, and plus, I was in an industry that had a much higher potential, or at least my belief right? Like, which yeah. is usually all that it takes, but I, I was excited, right? I was, I was fulfilled by it. I was working the same, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week, but I was excited about it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't emotionally painful to get up and go to work. Um, so then January, February hit of 2018, not a single deal. 
So a lot of those lists that I was pulling, they were, you know, I had to fight with the city workers to give it to me, right? Because a lot of times city workers want to do less, not more. And they would say, oh, that's not public records. And I'd have to be like, I'll call my attorney. I need a, like, I need your manager. Like this yeah. is public records. I have to like fight with people, you know? Sure. And so, but then this, the city's got even, you know, smart, which is surprising. They never make anything efficient until it, does, until it hurts you, right? Um, but they made all of those lists public on the state website. Okay. So now everyone's marketing to them, everyone. So guess what? My leads just tanked garbage. Yep. Yep. And, and I was like, okay, now what, what do I do now? Here's a new obstacle. Here's a new problem. Here's some discomfort, right? There's always discomfort. So then I started scrambling, like, what can I do? Like, how do I find motivated sellers? I started searching YouTube, anywhere I could find it. And I heard about driving for dollars. So I went, I went crazy on it. You know, I, I went out and started driving around and back Back then, there wasn't the technology there is today. So I'm writing down the addresses, looking it up on county records, pulling their information, putting in an Excel spreadsheet. It takes me hours and hours to build a list of just a few people. Sure. And um, I, I think I, people forget how hard it was back then uh, to actually go driving for dollars. I mean, I used to drive for dollars and door knock. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's how crazy I was back then. But like, I mean, before the technology, for real, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different softwares. Now I'm sure you probably use one, but that allow you to do this like by for the push of a button, right? Exactly. So I'm sure we'll get into that too. Yeah. So by the end of that year, and I recruited some people to help me and stuff and was paying commissions, like, you know, essentially recruiting bird dogs as some people know them and um, putting on events and dinners to get people there, you know, to recruit them. Like it was, it was a full blown thing. And I brought in my first employee and I was hustling really, really hard, but I was running out of money quick. But all of a sudden I started getting deals come in. Um, and then it exploded, right? And the leads just started flowing. And I, at the end of that year, I did just shy of a half a million dollars in income. And, you know, I get the chills telling you this because <laughs> I had been pushing for over a decade with a window cleaning business. And I was two years in with this wholesaling business and I made more money than I ever dreamed about. Sure. You know, I, I went into the bank and wrote myself a $50,000 check and paid off all my debts. And I... Um, I went to Alaska fly fishing for salmon and I took my wife to Hawaii for two weeks. And then we spent a month in Brazil with her family, right? Like I had more freedom financially and then emotionally too, because I take it very personally to take care of my family. Like I felt on top of the world, you know, and uh, it was, it was a cool experience. But at the end of that year, I was reevaluating my next year's goals, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I remember when I was a kid mowing lawns with my dad, I was 14 years old at the time. And I remember asking my dad, you know, how much money do these people make? Cause we're their giant mansions right up above the Capitol in Salt Lake and in Salt Lake city. And I was like, how much do they make, you know, are they millionaires dad? And he's like, yeah, son, I, I'm sure they're millionaires. This house is probably worth well over a million. Right. And um, I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And I remember thinking to myself, I said, one day I'll make a million dollars in a year. And, um, and he actually introduced me to a friend of his that was wealthy that was in rentals. And he introduced uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, the book. So I read that when I was 14. And ever since I was 14, I had this kind of subconscious thought, I want to make a million dollars in a year. And I was like, wow, if I did a half a million, what keeps me from doing a million next year? So then I did exactly what I had learned about setting goals and thinking about it and obsessing over it. And so I'm telling everyone about, you know, my, my big goal. And like, even though it's intimidating and terrifying that I'm going to fail miserably, and a friend of mine in, invited me to do a self-help journal because I was telling him about my big goal. And he said, well, I'm doing this self-help journal called Living Your Best Year Ever. It's by Darren Hardy. 
And the first hundred pages, you create three big goals. And then it also talks about how to accomplish it. One of those big goals for me was to generate a million dollars. But in there, it said you had to give away whatever you want to receive. I'm like, okay, so I have to give away a million dollars. How do I give away a million dollars? I don't have a million dollars. And frankly, I don't want to give away a million. I want to keep a million, you know? <laughs> and so I'm trying to take it serious, but I'm like, I'm like bothered by it. You know, I'm trying to take it seriously. And I talked to my wife about what we could do. And ultimately I was like, why don't I just teach my marketing system that put a half a million in my business? I could teach that to other people and we'll test it out. We'll see if the universe responds, God responds, whatever, right? Let's see if like giving you actually receive. Let's test out the golden rule, right? And so I did it. I, I recruited like 10 students, made them pay me. So I knew they were serious and going to implement what I taught them and started teaching them. And one of my first students, first deal, $113,000 profit wholesale deal, hmm. right? And my students start crushing it. And the craziest thing happened. The more I taught them, the more questions they asked me that I hadn't thought of. And I started finding all these holes in my own system that I had never thought about. I mean, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes that I had made the previous year, but they weren't mistakes because I didn't know about them. They only became mistakes once I learned because I served and taught someone else. And so the end of that year, we did $1.2 million. We did it. You know, and the best part is, is I started spending so much time with my students that I had to, I, it forced me to replace myself within the wholesaling business. Then I built out a full team. So where I wasn't even spending time doing it all to do the 1.2 million. And then even better, I got so much fulfillment out of it. I feel like I was living a purposeful life. It wasn't just chasing money anymore. Like I got so much fulfillment. I got teary eyed every time a student told me they got a deal. Like it was better than doing my first deal all over again. Mm. every time. And it still is that way. And so like, it was the most wonderful experience of my life to like have a lot of success, but then give of myself. And I fell in love with, I, sorry, my team just walked a new ping pong table past me sorry. laughing. Sorry. <laughs> We've got a fun group of guys that work with us here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was a wonderful experience and I kind of fell into coaching accidentally. You know, I coach people. Um, it's not like most programs where you just, you know, sell a bunch of information. Like I actually do like a weekly support call. There's a Facebook group where they can ask me any questions. Like I coach them throughout the process um, because, you know, I want to encourage them and be there for them when they have those, those downs, those moments of fear and give them that encouragement. Cause usually that's all they need, right? Confidence that it can be done. And then also it's really frustrating when, when as a student, and I know this, you have a question, you have a potential deal on the line, you don't have anyone to ask, right? That has your best interest at heart. And I, I didn't, I wanted to truly serve and coach people like it was from the very beginning. So it's by, it's, it's by application only. I don't take everybody. Um, and it's, you know, people can apply on my website by booking a call. And, um, but that's, that's pretty much my story of where I'm at. Now I'm, now I have a wholesaling business in Tampa as well. Um, as well as here in Utah, I have a couple acquisition managers and, um, we'll do about a million this year again. But, um, with the growth, the growth that we've had, we have a lot higher profit margins because of some tweaks I've made from last year. First time doing one, one million to this year, um, again, but we'll have way better profits, like I said. And then next year I expect to do somewhere around two to 3 million with a new market. I love it, man. And, and I love so many of the aspects of what you were just talking about. One of the things, the key takeaways for me was uh, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, I always say like, you don't have to be a 10 to coach a two, you know, you don't have to be a, you know, a seven to coach a three, you know, 
the fact is that you can you can teach and by teaching you actually learn more as you instruct right you have to have a baseline you have to know what you're doing you have to hopefully have done it before right before you can teach other people to do it but there's nothing better i don't know if it's we we get more endorphins or we get more you know whatever that chemical reaction is i'm i'm with you it's it's more exciting to watch my students you know be successful than it is my own team closes deals uh, we get more out of it. And that's, that's really one of those six human needs, right? Is, is fulfilling that purpose and that passion behind, you know, helping others and being able to, you know, see them prosper and see them grow. So I love that you're in that coaching piece. You, you told me earlier, before we started the call, you're doing something really unique and cool in January. You're holding yourself accountable. You know, you're, you're, you're doing something that's outside the box and you're going to put yourself, you know, in, in this, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the target for, you know, for lack of a better term, right? You're going to, you're going to hold yourself accountable to do something crazy, but can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. So I had, um, I had a, a problem. So as I start to coach people and encourage people to have success as having success, but I started to have a lot of people that, that had some skepticism in the process itself, not even just in me. Right. But they're like, Oh, you can't find motivated. So it's kind of like where I was before, yep. you know, but I had that wonderful opportunity to meet Stan, right. They gave me those properties and it was like, aha, it is actually possible. There are motivated sellers. I got to see it. I got to be there. And so I'm like, how do I give people that same blessing? Like, how do I give someone else that same gift that God gave me? Mm. How do I show them that it's possible? And so like, when I, when I have problems, a lot of times I can't sleep. Like I take it very personally and like, I'm like thinking, how do I encourage and inspire more people? Like it was, I was up late and I had recently watched a show called Undercover Billionaire where he takes, where he takes a, um, hundred dollars and gets a smartphone and a truck and he and his goal is to turn it into a million dollar company in 90 days which is pretty incredible it's an incredible show and the idea came like well why don't i just show them like you got shown why don't i just show someone else and so i was like well how do i do that and so then my brain started going i, I really stayed up to like four in the morning doing this and so i was like okay well what's the average american income and i searched it, it was like forty thousand dollars in a year i'm like okay forty thousand dollars what if I showed people you could do that in 40 days, starting with only a thousand bucks? Would that be enough, enough confidence? Would that give other people enough confidence if they got to see that, that it's possible? And um, so I was like, dude, let's do it. And so um, I've got a film crew lined up and um, I'm going to go to Florida for 40 days. I fly out here in just a couple of weeks, actually. And I'm going to take my family. The first 20 days is going to be really intense. And so my family's going to go down to Brazil for those 20 days while I'm just hustling. Um, but the goal is to turn it into, turn that thousand dollars into 40 grand in 40 days doing real estate wholesaling and show the steps, so everything I'm doing and how it, you know, what it takes. And I may fail miserably. You know, <laughs> I, I, I may not do it. I may only do one deal or I may not do any deals. And I may have some deals that close 60 days out, you know, um, and, and so I don't know. I really don't know. But my thing is like, I'm not doing this to show off how good I am or like how capable of making money I am. I'm doing this 100% for you guys for that, that want to tune into something like this and show you what it takes. So I feel like even if I don't hit the goal, you can at least see the steps that has got me to where I am now with my existing wholesaling business. And so um, I'm going to share it on my YouTube channel for free for everyone to see it. Dude, I think it's awesome. You know, like, I, first of all, I don't think anyone's anybody out there putting themselves out there like that and holding themselves accountable to do something. Um, you know, a couple questions. Does it have to close in that time frame? You have to have it under contract and close. The money has to yeah, be Yeah, that's the goal, which is almost 
going to be really hard. Like, honestly, sure. I, I feel like if I close $40,000, like goes to the title company, close money in my bank within those 40 days, really I've actually made with the work that I've put in, it's, it's actually probably uh, four to three times that amount. Mm. So if I do 40,000, it's anywhere between 120 to $160,000 of income that I produced in that time frame, Cause most of your deals are three months out from first contact. Mm-hmm. The majority of your deals. Yeah, certainly. So you have to you have to generate those those sellers that are, are hyper motivated, ready to go, and then also do the same thing on the buyer side. Put that whole thing together. You're starting with with no contacts. You're starting with what? Um, no, I, I I wanted to, to to have some things in place. Okay. Right. So I'm going to have, um, you know, I'm going to of course I'm going to have my smartphone and my my computer, you know, with internet access. I'm going to have a car. I'm going to have a house. I'm not going to be an undercover billionaire. I'm not that crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I wanted to show like something realistic because most people are not homeless. Yeah. Right. So I'm not I'm not showing you go from homeless to success. That's not my job. I'm not the coach to get you out of homelessness. Okay. I know my I know my area of expertise. It's not getting out of homelessness. Okay. I I can't relate to that. Um, so, uh, I'm going to have a smartphone, I'm going to have my computer, I'm going to have a vehicle and, um, internet access. And I have my cash buyers list already. I have a, a, a decent sized cash buyers list, um, which is something that people can build themselves. You know, it's one of the first things you do. Um, I've already checked with an attorney cause I don't want to go there and then have the attorney shoot me down and say, no, I don't think it's smart to do. So yep. I've got my purchase contract, my attorney lined up. So, and the title company. So I've got all the pieces in place. So really what I'm going to show people is like, you can find motivated sellers, you can find them quickly and you can make a lot of money quickly if you have a few pieces in place before that. So that's the goal. Well, Zach, I don't know what the Vegas odds are on that, but I'm betting for you, man. I'm, I'm confident that you can close 40K in a month or 40 days, whatever it looks like. I, I think you yeah. can do it. I mean, look, I, I know from my background, that shit sounds uncomfortable and, 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 you know, like, uh, but it also, it, it, it makes, it makes me immediately like feel like, uh, you know, uh, going back to what we, what, what brought us here, right? Like it's going back to basics. And I think it's one of the biggest challenges. And I'm sure you can speak to this for your coaching clients that a lot of wholesalers have is they're, they're always chasing the next thing. They're chasing shiny objects. They want the CRM and the softwares and all this kind of stuff. And they create so many buttons that they don't do the basics, you know, get on the phone, talk to sellers, figure out what, what's, what's motivating them create a solution and then match them up with a buyer. Like it's not that difficult, right? In the big scheme of things, but we make it a lot more difficult than it has to be. Right. Right. I mean, like you said, the process is simple, Yeah. right? And since the process is so simple, I've heard so many people say it's, it sounds too good to be true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I want people to understand it's a hell of a lot of work. It takes right? work the, though. Yeah, that's the thing. yeah, it yeah. does. Everybody it, thinks it's push button simple. I'm going to get a wholesale business and I'm going to turn it on. I had a guy message me yesterday and says, I want to invest in a wholesale business. I said, who's the operator? He says, I haven't, I haven't figured it out yet. I figure you can coach me through it and I'll just, I'll just build all the front end and the marketing stuff. And then you can tell me how to wholesale. Like someone needs to be in the day to day. Like you're not going to build a wholesale company if you do it half-assed nights and weekends and you don't actually get in the game and you get invested. I've seen so many people invest a lot of time and money and never do a deal because they're not committed. They're not all right. in. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not here to be successful. If you want anything in this life, you have to give, you have to serve, you have to add value. So one of the, 
I'm reading a book right now. It's called Killing Sacred Cows. And it talks about money myths, you know, types of things like money's evil or, you know, call it, go to college to get a degree to get a, to be financially successful, you know, just like a bunch of the, the garbage that we're fed. And uh, one of those is the scarcity mindset that, that essentially there's a piece of pie. And if Zach takes a piece of pie, you know, that means less for everyone else. And that's not true at all, right? Um, if, you know, there's, there's an abundance of success to be had. And so for me to have success, I have to pour out more value. I have to give so much value that I get something in return. For example, if someone pays me, let's say $50,000 for coaching or $100,000, that's not how much I charge, okay? I charge much less than that. Let's, let's say I charge 100000 okay? Which is like crazy amount of money for, for coaching. And some, most people would be like, that's way too much. That's way too much to pay for, for coaching. But it's like, okay, well, what if my coaching teaches someone how to implement something that generates a million dollars in the next 12 months? Is it expensive? Not really. It's all relative. That's the challenge. People don't, people don't get that concept. Exactly. And so the thing is, is if we want success in our life, if we want to be able to charge someone $100,000 for something, we have to be able to and willing to add so much more value than what we ask for. So um, I, I learned this analogy the other, the other day. So let's say, let's say I have this book right here. Okay. This is a book on taxes, right? So from the rich dad company. And let's say I agree that this book, this used book is worth $5, right? I'm willing to sell it for $5. You, Joe, you're willing to buy it for $5. Most people would say this book is now worth $5, right? From the outside looking in, this book's $5. That's the value. But actually, this book is worth less than $5 to me, and it's worth more than $5 to you, right? So, um, like, let me give you an example. If I pulled a $5 bill out of my pocket and I say, hey, Joe, do you got a $5 bill you want to trade me? You'd be like, well, what's wrong with your $5 bill? Yeah, right? Exactly. We, we only do trades. We only do transactions when we add more value or, or we get more value than we feel like we're giving. And it's vice versa. You have to make it a win-win. And so if you want to charge someone or to make 10 grand on a wholesale deal, you have to add a lot of value. So you have to add value to the cash buyer that ends up with it. You have to add value to the seller. You have to be solving problems throughout the entire process. So yes, the process is simple, just like selling a book is simple, but being able to find those people and structure those deals is not easy. Right. And so I don't want anyone to think this is a get rich quick. This takes a lot of work. This takes a lot of effort. But if you are very serious about it, it is 100% doable. And I can teach you and, and maybe I'm not a fit for you as a mentor. Find yourself a mentor that can give you the action steps that 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 will serve you and help you um, take care of your families and have that financial freedom you're going for. Don't sit on the sidelines. If you guys are sitting on the sidelines and haven't got a mentor and haven't spent money and made that effort and making those sacrifices and working long hours, working evenings because you have a day job and working weekends because you work during the week, if you're not doing that, you'll never be successful. Just listening to podcasts is not enough. I love it. I love it. Zach, what did I forget to ask? I want to be respectful of your time. We're wrapping, we're wrapping up on uh, 40 minutes here. What, what, what did I not ask today? Brother, um, I really enjoyed being here. I... I, I uh, I don't feel like there's anything that I, I would want to add to this other than just, you know, thank you so much for putting together this podcast and, and inspiring other people and serving and giving back, brother.
Cause well, I know there's man. a lot of value you're adding that you're not getting paid for. hundred percent. No, that's what we do this though. And, and where, where can people reach you? I know you got dfdmastery.com, like driving for dollars, mastery.com, right? Um, where, where do people reach you? Where do people reach out and how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> and um, I'm starting podcasts as well. So very busy and I try and put out as much content as I can. Um, if you want to follow me on any social media platform, you can search my name, Zach Booth, Z-A-C-K, last name's Booth, B-O-O-T-H-E. Um, but there's also links on my website. So if you go to dfdmastery.com, standing for driving for dollars mastery, or driving for dollars, so dfdmastery.com, and then click on social media, and there'll be a link to all of my channels. But make sure you follow me on the YouTube channel because that's where I'm going to be sharing that uh, 40-day challenge if you guys want to follow along. I love it, man. I'll be following along personally. Zach, that was a lot of value. I know the listeners are going to get a lot out of today's call. I really appreciate you being on. As always, guys, if you thought this was an amazing episode, you found value in it, the only fee that we ask you is share it with somebody else. Share with you know, friends that want to get into real estate, friends that are doing real estate, anybody you think that could get some value out of this episode with Zach, make sure you share with them. And of course, leave us a five-star review. Once a week, we'll go in, pick the five-star review that uh, out of random and we'll send you swag. We'll send you all kinds of cool stuff. We'll send you free gifts. We'll send you free trainings uh, and even win a coaching call with me and and or Zach. We'll talk, about, we'll talk to Zach too, see if he wants to give one of those out as well. Uh, but I appreciate you being on, Zach. Thank you. And uh, thanks for adding big value today, man. Thank you so much.